Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. Acts chapter 28, the very last passage of the book of Acts, one of the greatest books of all the scriptures, talking about the start of the church and the movement of the Holy Spirit through these men and how God turned the world upside down. Here's what it says when Paul gets to um, Rome, we hear some of his testimony and what's happened. It says in Acts 28 verse 17, three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me, but they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested that decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with the chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. They replied, We have had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here, but we want you to hear and we want to hear what you believe. For the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. So a time was set on that a day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade men uh, about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say to this people, When you hear what I say, and you will not understand, when you see what I do, you will not comprehend, for the hearts of the people are hardened, and their eyes cannot hear, and the, or their ears cannot hear, and their eyes they have closed. And so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me, and let me heal them. So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles, and they will accept it. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all uh, he welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. What a beautiful thing here. Paul has spent his entire life going from place to place, telling of the goodness of God. Now he's in Rome, the capital of the Roman Empire, and he's there speaking of the goodness of God. He's speaking of the kingdom of God. He's there speaking to the Jewish people first, telling them that the Messiah had come, their hope, their hope in, in the Messiah. He has come and his name is Jesus. And some believe, some didn't after being persuaded through all the scripture. And Paul eventually says, this is what God has told us would happen. Isaiah said it clearly. You would not understand and not see and not hear. And then the Gentiles would come in. And me and you are products of this very conversation that we are the Gentiles who would believe, who would accept and get to have the hope of Christ and the beauty of salvation what I think from this passage, though, that I want to draw out is, is here again, Paul is simply self-sacrificial. Uh, he, he's in a prison at his own expense for two years. And what is his desire? What is his desire? To simply share the gospel. 
to share the gospel, all who would hear. I wonder how um, how much of a desire is it for us to actually talk about the gospel. And when I'm talking about sharing the gospel, I'm not talking about the the 30 second elevator speech and getting someone to to say a prayer, um, and 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 that that it. I, I'm talking. How, how much do you desire to really talk about the deep things of God and the way he's moved you and the way he speaks to you and the way that, that you desire him and he's grown that desire, the way you walk with him? How, how often do you, do you desire to simply see that others would understand God the way you understand God? And that's my desire today is, is that we would pray for that desire. We'd pray that God give us a desire to have the gospel in our hearts and have the gospel in our tongues. Father, give us the gospel in our hearts. Give us the gospel on our tongue. Lord, allow us to speak and, and be joyful and, and passionate about your goodness and about who you are and what you've done. And may we have conversations, Lord, with others about your goodness, about the good news of Jesus, that our hope has come and has come in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.